This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and Dee. Listen, rate, subscribe. Sex Fix brought to you by our equipment and Dodge Bill. Are you looking for a new piece? Our equipment has all the hose you want, dude. Uh, back hose, mini back hose, all the hose. Call the Barrier Deep experts at Our Equipment, 608-935-9355. Check out the letter ourequipment.com for the entire Yanmar series. Go browse some hose. Vicky. Hello. Hi. Happy holidays. Hey. Happy, happy holidays to you. Uh, don't forget your Wenzel beef sticks at Quick Trip today. You can win a $500 gift card to Delta Airlines. I said I get some uh, something, uh, get some beef in your mouth. Yeah. Um, so, what's the situation? So there is a dad at my child's daycare who happens to be single as well as me, and I've just always had an attraction to him. And when we pick up our kids or drop our kids off, we have really great conversation. And but I I, I only see him at daycare, and so I guess. My question, or I guess I have two questions, is how do I get another parent who has another kid to fall in love with me? Jesus! Uh, how, how, basically, how, how do how do I go about this situation? How do I get him outside of daycare? Uh, uh, deception, lies. Oh my God! Schemes, danger. You're terrible. Chloroform. Hey, have you friended him on Facebook yet? That's step one. Oh, I. That's quite obvious. I don't know why I didn't think of that one yet. Mm-hmm. You find him on Facebook. You gently stalk him before you friend him. Because okay. cause it, it could be, what if he's like, you know, complete polar opposites, political or something like that. I don't think she, she's you don't thinking about that time. right now. She's you know thinking I mean? about that fine that man. That low swinging D. Yeah, that, that tight man bun. Thinking about going to Pound Town. Anyway. Uh. He's got some junk in the trunk. <laughs> And she likes it. <laughs> She's having a yard sale. Okay, I can't deny that. What do you think? I mean, clearly you're ba- you're basing this. Uh, uh, no, no, dude, you got to get the kids hooked up. You got to get them on the same freaking a play date. Play date. Boom. Ooh. Do you know where he lives? Uh, he did mention where he he did. Yes, what right. neighborhood he lives at. Our right. being if you're gonna the daycare is not too far away from both of our uh, okay. our own respective homes. Okay, so if you're going to rule out that sweet, sweet chloroform, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to go through the kid, go through the kid, and work at that. Work that angle. How strong is this bitch? She's going to chloroform him, and then what? Look, you, you, you can't uh, lift him anywhere. You yeah. should kidnap his kid, and then let me hear your kidnapper voice. You're, you're terrible. <laughs> you give the worst advice. Um, that's it. See, I don't have. Oh, let's see. I guess. Yeah. I mean, we've all we all have lust, so I guess we all have a say in this. I guess it so comes down to that. You can be like, okay. Um, how about do the kids play together at daycare? That's going to be essential to know if you're going to book a play date. If they hate each other, that could work too. Would you? Where you're like, hey, we need to have them hash it out. Would you be weird? Can it I out? finish what I was saying? Oh, first? I, thought, I thought you were done. Because then you can be like, hey, we're going to book a play date. Kind of, what's your name on Facebook? We'll just work it out through Facebook. Because that's less formal than asking for a phone number. That's true. You know that what I'm saying, true. homie? And then that way, that he's not. Slide into his DMs. Right. That's right, girl. That's what's there. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, she's done now. Uh, I was going to say, you, would it be uh, uh, out of your field of expertise to follow someone and see if, like, he goes to, like, Chili's or something, and then you're like, oh, my God, Steve. Yeah, you're just that surprise. <laughs> That's weird. No, it's not weird. Something yeah, it, it goes to like Bonefish Grill or something. Oh, I my. never followed around anybody I was interested in. That's kind like, of what. Stalker-ish. What are the odds <laughs> of you being here? Uh, oh my! And then you have to build the, his kid up and say, "Man, our kids are just best friends." He, he talks. What's your kid's name? Katie. Well, and then it like oh. if they- Has he got a boy or a girl. He's got a girl as well. Oh, two girls. Perfect. That's better. And if they don't get along, that could work out too, where you're like, hey, let's get the kids together so they can work this out. Oh, dude. You know what I'm saying? I like that. <laughs> they luckily don't have any tips, knock on wood. Hopefully that, that never happens for them. But kids, it happens, you know. But yeah. I think it could maybe work out as a play date. Yeah, you definitely use the kid as a wedge. Um, I, I, you can't. <laughs> seems wrong, but. You can't. <laughs> Listen, I need you to use your kid to get laid, okay? You're, you really can't make somebody fall in love with you. I mean, uh, there's hypnotism, I guess, but he's going to see that coming a mile away. Uh, yeah, don't overplay your hand, though. He'll see it coming a mile away. And if he's already not into you, it's just he's going to instantly think stalker. It's it's a fine line. It's a very fine line. And then that's when I just go and show up to where he's eating. Uh, yes, I agree. Uh, you could you could say you could use a, like a pizza party or something. You got to get him over to the house like a birthday party or something like that. Oh, I gotta wait some time till I could uh, till I could do that. But you know, you know, move up my kid's birthday early. Right, right there you go. Listen, you should write him a song. Hey, it's Jesus's birthday. What's his name? <laughs> his name is Patrick. You should write listen him a song. This. You listen, are the listen worst. To listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> Patrick, you're like the wind in the breeze. He's the one that brings me to my knees. He's like the wind on my face. What the hell? It's an old Patrick Swayze song. Yeah, I know. I remember because the week he died, we played it 8 billion times. You were in mourning. It's terrible. You don't have to embarrass me. I'm a big fan. Um, Listen, Vicky, don't follow any of the advice Danger gave you. It was all very weird and creepy. Um, yeah, I, I just, setting up a play date is probably the way to go. The party thing is going to be weird because what if it's not his weekend? Like you really just got to start establishing communication and, and whatever else. And you don't want that pesky ex-wife to be showing up to the play date. You know what I'm saying? Very good point. That would be incredibly awkward. Normally I would say don't try to make things happen. But now that you've got the kid wedge, I'd say definitely try to make things happen. That's your in right there. You can't help it if those kids freaking like each other. The girls like each other. You know what I'm saying? Just, just use our children. Why not? Yeah. See that? So there you go. You get the same free advice here. You pay for on whatever, somewhere. Well, I don't know that we're on the same level as someone qualified. <laughs> yeah, the wedge. Use the kid. It's a wedge. I know. 
feel comfortable saying that, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, when you go to, I don't know if you pick your kid up or how often you see him, but don't be afraid to wear a new, I don't want to say slinky outfit. But something a little more real. Seriously, re- do not follow any Some, of his advice. Just it's awful. I just say terrible. something a little tighter, something a little more colorful, something that says, man. Yeah, your first time hanging out at a play date, you should dress like a whore. That's terrible advice. If that's what you say. <laughs> a little weird, but if that's what you say. Okay, in case you can't tell, he doesn't have kids. You're fine. <laughs> he has no idea how any of that works. Well, look. Uh, the, the kids will take care of themselves. Ultimately, you've got to you've got to play your card. Will they? You they got, go to daycare. They're going to take care of you, themselves. You, though you got to play your card. <laughs> you got to get in there for some other slutty take- mother. Listen, another <laughs> another slutty mother will marry the man of your dreams. Danger's like just tie the kids out. They'll be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't be afraid, Charlie Lee. Replay today: the JJO Morning Show podcast. Get up. With Johnny and D, JJO. Okay, this is super duper weird. Um, there was a sunken boat, 1857 shipwreck off the coast of North Carolina. And in that shipwreck was a trunk. And inside the trunk oh. was a pair of pants. It's a nice pair of pants. Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, work pants. Yeah. It's the world's oldest jeans. <laughs> That's weird, yeah. isn't it? I, I was amazed at how normal they looked. Yeah. Kind of like today's. They're button fly. They look like today's pants. Um, The white heavy-duty miner's pants with a five-button fly were among 270 Gold Rush-era artifacts that sold for a total of nearly one mil in Reno last weekend. Nice. Yeah. Um, there's disagreement about whether the pricey pants have any ties to the father of modern-day blue jeans, Levi Strauss. Uh, they predate by 16 years with the first pair officially manufactured in a San Francisco-based Levi Strauss and Company, 1873. So, uh, they sold, the pants alone sold for $114,000. That's amazing. Mm, yeah. What do you do with it? Just hang them up in your man cave? Um. You wear them? I would assume, doesn't like some of this stuff, rich people buy it and then they give it to a museum to put on display. Sit around, sniff the butt. And then it's like, these pants provided yeah, right. by the Danger family. Right, right, right. Which is what maybe drove me nuts about the Crazy Horse Memorial thingy. The museum inside Crazy Horse. Sure. Because all of these Native American, whatever, the the ceremony dresses and the headdresses and the jewelry, and then it's like donated by Ann Smith. Like, it's the whitest of people that own these artifacts. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? From the family passed down somehow. It's, Son of a bitch. Uh, no, it's, I guess our, our uh, the common denominator is pants. <laughs> jeans and uh it's it's if it ain't broke don't fix it I, they just look like you walk in and take them off the rack uh yeah they look like acid washed jeans yeah, dude for real um anyway uh regardless of their origin there's no denying that the nice pants were made before the ss central america sank in a hurricane september 12 1857 packed with passengers who began their journey in san francisco and were on their way to new york via panama they were so damn close 
No indication older work pants dating to the gold rush era exist. Those minor jeans are like the first flag on the moon. A historic moment in history, said Dwight Manley. Dwight Manley. Dwight Manley. That's fantastic. (laughs) So, a lot to live up to with that name. Right? Jesus. Um, So he's the managing partner of the California Gold Marketing Group, which owns the artifacts and put them up for auction. The pants came from the trunk of an Oregon man, John Demont, who served in the Mexican-American War. Panic said before the auction that the shipwreck uh, pants have no Levi Strauss Company branding, no patches, buttons, or even Mm. rivets. The innovation that was patented in 1873. Panic added in emails that the pants are not typical of miners' work pants in our archives. Um, unusual fly design with extra side buttonholes and the non-denim fabric that's of lighter weight than cloth used for its earliest riveted clothing. How fascinating. They're boot cut. <sighs> yeah, it's, they always find those jeans down in the gold shafts out west. They find them in gold. They just take their pants off. Right. Why, why, I always wondered, why, why are your pants off when you're at work? Did you... Were those work clothes? They, Did you change when you were down I there? I think they died in the pants. <laughs> they just threw them, buried them in a side cave and moved on. Yeah. And uh, took their pants. Yeah, it's always weird to me. It's, why are the pants down there? Is it, is it hot? Are you working naked? What are you doing down there? I don't know. But they always find the, the pants at the bottom of the, the, of the gold mine or the, or the silver mine. I did not know that. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. My naive little butterfly. <laughs> no, I, I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask somebody that knows about pants. Why they they were never wearing their pants? I wish we maybe, could call Dwight Manley. Maybe he's at the gym working out. <laughs> he, he ain't got time. He's uh, deep sea diving and uh, swimming with the sharks right now. He's, Dwight Manley's not available. Uh, he's wrestling a bear in the circus with his uh, bare hands. No, why? Why was uh, uh, did the did the mining company own the pants or? What, it doesn't why, say. We don't know. Why were they not wearing pants? Oh, in the in the mine shaft. Yeah, that's where you see those come up for auction all the time. Yeah. For oh. Hundred thousand mm. dollars. So weird. It is very you're weird. You're so obsessed with. Uh, I I I'll bet that started when people were finding them and just reselling them. People that, you know, everybody likes worn in looking jeans. Whenever, well, I don't know about back then. Whenever that started, right. right yeah, right, when did right. that start? When did the worn, that, uh, I don't know. Because I feel like back in the 1800s, people wanted to look new. Did that start with acid wash? No. It must have. I mean, look, my jeans. <laughs> the ripped jeans, I don't think, started till the 80s. It had to have. Because I remember my mom being like, why would well, you pay for that? I remember my uncle, uh, and I wore them to school too, uh, but they were putting leather patches on their jeans, you know, back in yeah. the 60s. Yeah. And 70, early 70s. Right. That was a hippie, cool thing to do with your bell bottom. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just an evolution of. There was, I can't remember if it was Life Magazine, maybe they um, they had a post, this was a little while ago, maybe six months ago, and I went through it, and it was, um, they had this whole I don't, expose, I don't know what you call it, portfolio, um, all the, the high school fashion from the 70s, <laughs> 60s and 70s. Yeah. 
And it was fascinating. So it was so cool. It was just like the vest that people would wear, well, the beading, yep, yep. you know, the flowy scarves on everything. Just think, uh, super neat. Think Brady Bunch fringe, and, right? And 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 that was a good time capsule of what. Uh, oh yeah, Dad Brady wore. What was his name? Tom Brady. No, that's the quarterback. The other Brady. Greg. <laughs> oh, that's the old one. He was doing the mom. I'm talking about the dad. I don't know. Why am I forgetting his name? You know who kind of dresses like that era is Jimmy from The Lonely Ones. Oh uh, well, yeah, sure, okay. But but think uh, think of think of what the boys wore during that show. It is such a time capsule for yeah. the late seventies. Uh, you know the big big collar. Even the kids wore them. Even the, even the even Bobby wore the big collars. Yeah. You know, cool stuff, man. You had matching polyester pants. You got the white belt. Everything everything looked good. So I just always think about not breathable fabric. <laughs> and uh very flammable. But yeah, I, I think about it, they pulled probably pulled the pants right off of those dead miners. Yep. You know, they left the pants down there for the next guy. Strange <laughs> stuff, man. Pants. 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 You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. Uh, did you know that the hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it could kill you? Or you can listen to this one. Bears can smell your menstruation. I can smell your menstruation. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Like foreplay for your day. Today is National Orgasm Day. <laughs> I'll have an orgasm. And for my drink, I'd like a banana daiquiri. I'm going to ask you a simple question about sex. Do you ever fake it? You cannot fake an erection. This is the Fake It 8. <laughs> no, that's just science fiction. Kind of like the female orgasm. With Johnny and D. <laughs> JJO. Fake It 8 brought to you by Cruising Chubbies in the Dells. Up to 30 entertainers a night. Big city feel. Midwest-friendly environment. They're there to have fun. Spacious atmosphere, unlike a lot of other clubs. So spread out at Cruising Chubbies. You're listening to the radio. Morning. Morning. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I, uh... <laughs> Oh, the excitement, I've forgotten your name. What a classy radio show. Who are you? All right. Who it's are you? Jenna. I'm Jenna. Jenna, Jenna hi. Yeah. What's happening? Hi. You seem, Not much. How are you? You seem to be sta- holding up to the standards of uh, people named Jenna. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. We're ready. Just go. Just do it. Uh, uh, Just uh, let it rip. Uh, All right. Here we go. Here take we a, go. Take, take a big one. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. Uh, Man, we're on a, we're in free fall. It's the end of the year. <laughs> it's a leftovers. <laughs> we're scraping the bottom. Everybody's busy shopping. It's like we get the leftovers. Yep. Like, no. They hand the phone to somebody else. Here, I got to write out Christmas cards. Here, do this radio thing. It's 30 seconds of your life. <laughs> oh, Jenna, that was uh, unspectacular, I must say. Hello. You're right, Johnny. This whole bit for the last two weeks has jumped out of a plane without a parachute. <laughs> Lay your body flat. 
Oh, geez, there, what a pile of crap that was. <laughs> ah, the critics express. Those are the two guys I trust, too. Mm-hmm. I always, they're my, they're my brain trust. Hi, how are you? I think somebody ought to call 911. Yeah, are you okay? Are you, are you gassy? Or? I think he meant for the bit in general. Uh, hi, how's it going? You know, normally I really can't start listening until 6.30, so maybe we should do the fake at 8 at 6. Oh. and, and not No way, dude. Hoes don't wake up before 7. Yeah, but maybe hoes aren't even going to bed yet. Jesus. I don't know that we want that either. Hello? Johnny! Hey, when I seen Jenna Jizz walk up to the ring, I thought she had it. She had the confidence in her voice, and then we took a plunge down. She's down! She's out! That guy's more entertaining than the... Oof. Not going so well, Jenna. Dang, I tried. I don't know. Do you want to try again? Do you want me to? Yeah, maybe maybe make it a little longer. Okay. Stop All with right. the Halloween noises, the like the spooky. <laughs> you're, you're stuck on Ooh. you're stuck on the wrong month, I guess. A okay, more, I'll try for a Christmas more, or a custom. A little more joyful, like a oh, quiet, like oh, a quiet. Oh. Think, think choir, not haunted house. Yeah. All right. All right. Choir. All choir. right. Okay. Here's the comeback. Okay. Here we go. Am I in Rockefeller Plaza or what's happening here, man? Uh, uh, You know, I feel like you're wasting your talents. You could actually, if you had some training, you could probably, you've got a nice falsetto there. You're just, you're just a little, a little out of tune there. Hi, how's it going? I'll work on it. Hello? Yeah, you will. I think think Bob Barker would pass on that. Good. Hello? Yo, Dingler, you got to cut this broad loose. Hi, how's it going? Uh, So the second one was an epic fail, too. Yeah, not great. Ah, that's all right. We're just having a rough time. Free. Seasonal depression. If you'd like to make a donation, people want their donations back. All right, then, uh, Jenna, it's... uh, Sure, you're a nice lady. We thought uploading to the cloud was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D. JJO. Hello, greetings, greetings. Um, drunk people do the darndest things. Today we're talking about drunken mistakes. Not nice to talk about your coworkers like that. Calm down. A uh, 48-year-old man in Florida. Named Anthony Tarduno. He wandered up to a police crime scene. Tard, as, as his friends call it. Easy. Saw a marked patrol SUV. So far, so good. Decided to set it on fire. Not great! Oof. I'm drunk. He walked over to a nearby dumpster, pulled out a bag of trash, lit it with a lighter, and heaved it over the SUV. And then he <laughs> casually strolled to a bar. <laughs> Toga. But he came back <laughs> to confess to the police. He told detectives he was intoxicated, and then when he gets drunk, he does stupid things. Jesus. PC2. So uh, here is Denise Maloney. She takes no baloney. 
of the Hernando County Sheriff's Office reciting some of his confession of the crime. Yeah, I'm the one who did that. I set that car on fire. He went on to say that he was a professional arsonist. I wasn't targeting that because it was a police car. I was going to set it on fire if it would have been a minivan. Thank God it didn't explode or, you know, in an apartment complex, there are a lot of people around, a lot of other cars. Two counts of arson. So, uh, yeah. Around here, the town drunk is a person of great honor. It's funny because he's like, He's a bad guy with a guilty conscience. Yeah. You yeah, know, like yeah. the internal struggle must be awful. What do you throw a garbage bag on it? Yeah, he lit a garbage bag on fire and then yeah. threw it on the SUV. I mean, inventive. Makes no sense. Yeah, drunk people. What happened to him? He's in jail. Two counts of arson. Mm. Um, all right, so whatever. This time of year, we get kind of the same freaking rundowns of all the different lists and blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, I just saw the, the SUV, dude. Good God, the tire is ablaze. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> you know, it's like an effective. What? That's like a $75,000 car. Every car is $75,000 nowadays. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me help. All right, you guys, hang on a minute. Do you own a Subaru? No. Subaru this morning is telling the owners of 272,000 SUVs in the United States to park them outdoors due to the risk of a fire. The company is recalling the 2019 to 2022 ascents. A-S-C-E-N-T, after getting reports of fires. Company said a bolt that holds the ground terminal of a heater may not have been fastened properly. Uh, that can cause terminal surrounding parts to melt, which starts the fire. Super said the ascent should be parked away from structure. Should not be left unattended with the engine running. If an owner notices or smells smoke, they should shut off the engine and run. Dealers will replace the bolt and ground wire as necessary. That's hot. Damn. I would think so. All right. So there you go. I've done my duty this morning. All right. Good job. Let's hope there's some kind of civil lawsuit we can jump on. Well, neither one of us own a Subaru, so that's going to be hard. What I don't need. What I don't need is a flaming lesbian around here. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) Come on. That was funny. (laughs) Anyway, weird. It's weird that a car could just explode because of a. An unscrewed bolt. You know what's weird is that I don't think it's weird because I have no idea how cars work. <laughs> and I'm like, that seems about right. That's the best answer. That's the most honest answer I've ever heard in my life. I like it. All right, moving on. Um, all right, so the list is out about the uh, 12 days of Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, oh, my God, stop it. Which I was interested in because inflation. I wanted to see what the big diff was. You know what I'm saying? Right. So... Uh, it's from PNC Bank. They do it every year. So this year, uh, the cost of the 12 days of Christmas, if you bought the items, uh, is up 10.5% to $45,523. If you bought the same items over and over each day, like this song suggests, that's 364 total gifts and over $197,000. Yeah, the, it's the it's the drummers and the pipers and the, and the stupid maids that run it up. Dude, you're right. Well, the maids know. It's the ladies dancing and the lords leaping. (laughs) 
So the Ten Lords Leaping is the most expensive gift on the list, $13,980. Jesus. It's based on how much it would cost to hire ten dancers from the Philadelphia Ballet. <laughs> and Nine Ladies Dancing was $8,308 based on hiring nine women. Yeah, it's always weird because— But the, strippers are cheaper. The gifts are always uh, birds, animals, uh, yeah, like servants. And so the why don't seven you, swans should, are thirteen thousand dollars. Throw some meat sticks or something in there. Yeah, shake it up a little bit. Well, that's what I'm saying. If somebody bought me all the things on this list, I'd be pissed. I mean, like, I, what do you mean? Now I have a partridge to take care of. Right. Two turtle doves. Right. Three. I don't even know some how to take care of these things. High, high maintenance maids. Yeah. Of course they are. I got geese now and yeah, swans. Right. I ain't even got a pond. Right. Son of a bitch. Way too many birds. Way too many birds. <laughs> Especially if you ain't a bird person. Need a re- I need some kittens in here and, and some Give me a short hair. Um. Yeah. And listen, I don't even want a house plant. All right. Maybe some shrimp. I can eat in a shower. Shower shrimp. Shower shrimp. Yes. Yeah. It's so weird. That that's always uh, old school. I don't know. We should redo it for us. Like, what would we want for the 12 days of Christmas? Well, a 12-pack, right? 12-pack of craft beer. 11 pipers piping. No, I don't want that. Nine innings of baseball at the duck pond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, eight, eight beers of pouring. We already did 12-pack, but oh, that's I'm right. down that's for right. beers. We could just do beer for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> But I want, how about uh, <laughs> uh, 10 handles of Tito's? How about that? There you go. Nine nine holes of golfing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll work it all in. Four jaybirds. Yep. Four calling birds. I like it. Yeah, it's always it's just very, uh, uh, very un- unrelatable. It's just very, very, very strange. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, two drunken texts. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one drunk selfie. I don't We can just keep it booze related. Yeah. Something like that. One mosh, two mosh pits of moshing. Five open, C-rings. Open bars. Oh. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, I'm still drunk. I don't. How about that? your nipple rings? You got some nipple rings, don't you? I do. How about a couple of nipple rings of, of, of whatever they do? What I'll, do they do? I'd sit there. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want them to do? I'm not going to get involved with your nipple rings. <laughs> Good. This is out of my head. Listen, we've kept them separate this whole time. Let's not change that. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. I've been digging through my Christmas bits satchel and found this little nugget. Ah, yeah. Just in time for the holidays, it's the CD you've all been waiting for. Mel Gibson and Michael Richards sing the Christmas classics. You'll get all your favorites. I'm dreaming of a predominantly white Christmas. Could forget that timeless classic, Adolf the Right Winged Reindeer. Adolf the Right Winged Reindeer had a tiny Gentile nose. 
Plus, you'll get other great racist hits like What Child Is This? and Why Isn't He Circumcised? <laughs> Dick Jamal, the little drummer boy, uh, has finally found a beat we can dance to. Uh, and everybody's favorite, Oh Honky Night. Oh Honky <laughs> Night, the police are profiling. Ooh. Mel Gibson and Michael Richards sing the Christmas classics. It's some mighty good music. God bless G Mary Gentile men. Please pass the pork this way And may all your Christmases be white Available at White Power Records Oof Oof There's a nether lethal weapon coming out Uh, With Mel Gibson? Yeah, I think uh, Myrtle That stupid son of a bitch No, no, thank you. Pass. I think it's already filled. I Pass. Have to, have to check. I know. How is he working? I know Glover's coming back. Well, because it's easy. It's it's a comfort zone. Everybody everybody will go see it. See, and this is proof well, that they, quote unquote cancel culture isn't real. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. Mel Gibson is working. How many anti-Semitic things has he said? Well, well, well. You only you can make it. You, you have a choice. Well, right. That's exactly it. Thank you. Choices. Choices. Life is a series of choices. Yeah, but I'd like you to just... Uh, no. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> cop buddy-buddy franchise in the history of movies, and you can't even give it up for two hours. Come on, man. You're, you're not that cool, dude. It has nothing to do with being cool. I know, I'm just talking. It has everything. I know you are just talking, because he <laughs> wouldn't have said something so stupid if he was thinking. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think they made it as long as Chris Rock, it's just like, just make it those two. Stop adding. Don't add. There's enough crap going on in those movies. All right. Um, I got too anyway. busy. Yeah. All right. Um, now we talk about foods with aphrodisiac qualities. Oh, I have a trailer for Lethal Weapon 5. Now nah, we're moving on. Thank you. All right. What now? <laughs> Where are we at? Uh, if you had to name a food that was an aphrodisiac, what would you say? Oh, food. Uh, what do they say? The oysters do Wow, there you go. Oysters. Oysters, figs, juicy chocolate dipped strawberries, what, what, what? Doubtful that a raisin pops into your head when you're thinking about sex, unless I'm talking about your mom's dried up anyway. <laughs> Clinical psychologist Dr. Lori Brado, who I heard was dating Dwight Manley. The The sparks will fly. (laughs) The Better Sex Through Mindfulness Workbook, which is a guide to cultivating desire, has Uh shown otherwise. She's a professor uh, at the University of British Columbia in Canada and an expert in women's sexual health. Over the past 20 years, Brado and her research team have coached thousands of women struggling with their libido and the mindful eating practice as a way of boosting it. Over 10 minutes, participants observe a raisin, smell it, feel it, listen to it. Oh, no. (laughs) Not these people. (laughs) Put it to their lips, uh, inside their mouth, take one tiny bite. After this, they answer three questions, says Brado. What did you notice? How was this different to you than how you normally eat a raisin? All right. And how was this eating practice relevant to your sexual concerns? Raisins. 
Essentially, she explains, they say, wow, I've never noticed all the colors, how beautiful the shape of a raisin is, or that when you take one bite of it, a multitude of aromas emerge. Normally, you take a big handful and swallow without chewing. Well, <laughs> you're going to choke to death. And I never pay attention to the colors or the shape. And without exception, she adds, women immediately see the relevance of paying attention non-judgmentally. They say, if I can slow down and notice something with this degree of immersion and intensity, imagine what would happen if I could do the same thing during sexual activity with a partner. They could go one of two ways. I surprised myself by how much attention I could bring to this one little object. The concept of mindfulness can make some common sense people bristle. Isn't all that, uh, that rather, you know, yoga, pants wearing, California style. But in the context of her love lives, it makes sense that building anticipation, slowing down, relishing in the moment, rather than switching to autopilot and just fixing on the end point, um, it makes it more rewarding. Brado asks about people's optimally satisfying erotic experiences. Mindfulness is without a doubt a common thread. Regardless of what they did together, ultimately, they all describe being in sync, being present, being so in tune with what is happening that the rest of the world fades into the background. Can I get a hell yeah? In a relationship, you don't even need both to practice mindfulness to have better sex, says Brado, while she's getting pounded by Dwight Manley. Improvements were retained a year later. This all sounds great, but is it mindful sex just something else to worry about during sex? You're already having sex. You might as well show up for it, Brado said. Totally. Being okay. present and not focusing on the end, just the orgasm. When uh, when my wife makes a pizza with uh, and she's brawless, man, uh, uh, that's not in a restaurant uh, when we're at home. That's a nice. Say, why is she in the kitchen? That's a nice aphrodisiac. Pizza does the job. Actually, anything would be doing the job, but still, you know, it's all it's a presentation. It is a job. No oysters is. Uh, Zinc, I believe, which is good for testosterone, I think. I don't know. I think oysters is zinc. It's not the the act of eating, like the romance of wine. I think it's actually the, the zinc that does you oysters. Mm. It's erection stuff. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Uh, that was sad. That made, uh, made me feel like a, I didn't mean to make you feel that way. I feel like I'm just a... <laughs> Life support system for something that's not necessary. This is great. Great, great meeting. Great meeting. Sorry, little buddy. We're we're moving on. The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO.